there's a lot of war stories that start with after Berlin. Pods in a week. Two pods in a week, and I didn't know that pod is the is that the new noun for a podcast. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh gosh, I thought you were a podcast pro. We're live, by the way. <laughs> we're we're live, and I'm already admitting my ignorance. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that before we go live. No, it's perfect. It's per- <laughs> perfect for you. <laughs> How are so, you, Peter? Doing, sir? I'm doing well. Ending the week on a good note. I think. Yeah. yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, likewise. I'm, uh, Good. Have an exciting week ahead of me. A lot of travels. Yeah. Headed to Berlin? Yep. Conferences. What? Yeah. WordCamp, correct? Yep. Yeah. And I got a, I got an invitation to, to meet up with you there. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> sent out an email to two and a half thousand people asking if they were going to be at WordCamp and if they would want to meet up. And uh, 10 people so far said they wanted to meet up. So now I'm a little bit scared. But we'll see. These, these are the things that uh, tiny seedlings do. They, <laughs> they test things like what happens if you ask 2,500 people to meet up with you at a conference. I didn't think most of them was going to be there. It's just going to kind of like just to send something. Yeah. A lot of people, I think a lot of people thought it was like sent specifically to them. Like the people I know. So people I know who are on my list was answering the email like they thought I sent it specifically to them. So that's a little bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but that is an achievement. If you get people to just think that your email was handcrafted that's true. to them, I mean, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so yeah, I think we have a we have a, a format that we're going to try yeah. now that we're really experienced. Do you want to share what it is? I'll try. So we're going to have a topic. Then yes. we're going to have a, a maker update from each of us. We're going to call it the maker update section. Then yeah. the manager update section. Yep. And then uh, we may or may not, I think on this podcast uh, episode, I don't know that we'll have time, but we really want to try a story section where one of us tells an interesting story. A war story. A war story. They could be war stories. They, Yeah. I, our, war stories can be... Traumatic. Um, they can be traumatic. They can be dramatic. They can just be funny. Yeah. Um, but they're they're always hearkening back to some some time where we did something that uh, you can kind of only experience if you're on this journey. True. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a few ones after Berlin. Yeah, after Berlin. I, there's a lot of war stories that start with after Berlin. <laughs> cool. The All maker right. manager stuff is inspired by Paul Graham's. It's a Paul Graham uh, essay where he talks about maker schedule and manager schedule, just if people are interested in checking that out. That's right. I'm I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan of that essay uh, myself, having walked that line before. Um, But the topic of the day is we want to talk about payments. Yeah, we want to talk about how to ask people for money because it's something something you – have already started to do with uh, SimSAS, yep. and it's something yep. I hope to do very soon with Branch. Um, 
so technically I have asked for the money, but I just don't, I haven't figured out the solution to actually get the money yet. Um, mm. And you had some opinions on that. So I just thought it would be interesting to kind of like talk it through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also a question of how do I know whether or not I'm ready to ask people for money, which oh, that's people, deep. that's deep. Um, and I guess I'll start with the, I'll just share how I've been doing it with SimSass and keep it, keep it local and, and relevant to my current experience. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to charge for the product. <laughs> Maybe lay that out there. So this is not a, we'll figure out how to monetize later endeavor. Um, and given that I was just telling someone um, on a call today that uh, I've decided to take the approach of, I've got a really, I've got a pricing strategy in mind. I, I believe that pricing determines so much of the rest of your business that I am being very deliberate about the price that I want to be able to charge for mm. SimSass. And I don't want to go under that because I think under that, a lot of the assumptions that I'm making will no longer hold true. So for example, you know, if I go to a much lower price point, I just need so many more customers. You know, I'm going to need much more in terms of support. Um, so there's a price that I have in mind. And uh, for the listeners, you know, SimSass is in the, it's in the testing currently, the $200 a month range is what I've been telling people I want to be able to um, command for it. <laughs> I think that's probably a, a strong way to put it. Um, but when somebody asks me about, you know, what it's going to cost, I've been saying, you know, I want this to be a $199 a month product. Mm. Um, if you don't think it is yet, I'd like to know what it would take for it to be that for you. Yeah. How close am I to that price point? As opposed to, hey, this is what I have. Um, this is what I'm always going to have. What are you willing to pay for this? Because, you know, I'm working on this full time. What they see is going to be different next week. So um, I really want to peg the pricing rather than ask them what they're willing to pay for what I have today. That was Rob's approach with the drip as well. I didn't know that. It was his approach. He was like, I want to build something I can charge a hundred bucks for a month. Mm. Um, and then they actually launched, I think they went down to 50, but he started at a hundred and he's like, okay, but what would it take? Um, and I, I'm not sure he even asked for money before people thought it was worth that amount. But I'm not 100% mm. sure. But it, it sounded very similar to the thoughts you had. Yeah. I, I don't want to be on that slippery slope of, you know, okay, pay what you think it's worth. Um, and what do you think it's worth? And I know that's, that's not the best way to implement that approach either. But I'm feeling really good about the one that I'm taking now, which is this is the price I want to be able to charge. Yeah. Um, some folks have already said they're... <clears throat> If I can get their data in there and start, you know, and it delivers what I've shown them it can, then yeah. uh, they're happy to pay that. Um, and the other the other trick um, that I've been using is uh, essentially a an extended trial. So asking for a credit card number and then saying, you know, the product, the product won't be where you want it to be to get that price point for another month, another two months, whatever it is. No. Um, so, you know. I want your credit card number now, so you have a little bit of skin in the game and a reason to give me. And I also want permission to charge it on a certain date. Yeah. Um, so then there's kind of this mutual, um, 
mutual risk that we're taking that, you know, they, uh, and, and these are, these people are, you know, going to be honest with me. And I told them that and I said, you know, be honest with me before this happens, you, you need to tell me that you're canceling. Yeah. Um, but, but asking, I also want to know. Yeah. I also want to know that we're on track. No, go ahead. Just asking for them for what they think it requires before it's worth the, the price tag that you want to put on it. It's also a way for them to start really get into the mindset of like thinking of the value of the product. Yeah. And uh, I actually, yeah. I had, I asked someone, like I told someone with branch and I, I would love to charge them 50 bucks a month for it. And he was like, uh, immediately pushed back. And he's like, for our, like the business we have, like 50 bucks a month is quite a lot. And I was like, that's cool. And I understand maybe it's not worth 50 bucks right now, but I would love to know what it would take to be worth that. And then he was like thinking about it. And then he's like, hmm, actually to be worth 50 bucks a month, we would have to like save an hour or two every month. And I'm pretty sure we are already doing that. So it's like when I'm when I'm thinking about it, it's kind of worth 50 bucks. But then I'm thinking I want it to be like an absolute no brainer, of course. But Right. Yeah. Right. Which is then just being able to convince people very quickly yeah. that it's going to save them that time. Um, the other part of the the whole like charging for your product is the actual like technically how are you going to do it? Um and I was just thinking to like create an invoice in Stripe because they're getting more and more mm. like advanced and they could do subscriptions now. Um, but you had some opinions on that and I believe you're using Chargebee, right? Yeah, I am using Chargebee. Um, and yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting topic. I, I do think that it makes sense to get this, get this right from the beginning, um, having gone down the path before my last startup of doing the, you know, charge them however you can charge them, just get their credit card number and run it through the payment gateway. Yeah. Um, of course, things have changed a lot since then, and we, we have Stripe. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it Stripe does make it really easy to invoice someone, and you can create subscriptions, et cetera. Um, I think my, my, really, my only advice there is just, yes, create a subscription, create a customer, you know, create the actual objects in Stripe. Don't just send the invoice um, and focus on charging the money, you know, go through the effort of creating the, the product, the plan, the subscription, the customer, yeah. because, you know, some, these, these early adopters are hopefully going to be around for a very long time. And, you know, at some point you're going to have to pay that, that debt in yeah. terms of the financial operations debt of cleaning all that up. And um, there, there's really no time like the present to get that right and set up a good foundation as opposed to kind of rushing ahead. And before you know it, you have, you know, 30 charges for, you know, a dollar because you were testing it and 30 transactions for zero because you're giving them free trials. And then you've got, you know, all, all these just a mess, you know, and, um, I, I think I'm a little, a little biased on this one since I'm doing a financial app. Um, but it's easy to, it's easy to create a bit of a, of a rat's nest in terms of your subscription data at the beginning. Um, so are you saying if I don't do it right now, I won't be able to use SimSAS because you won't be able to <laughs> figure out the mess I've created? Uh, well, so this is interesting. Uh, I, I happen to have had great conversations with uh, Bear Metrics and ProfitWell, okay. and they have created systems 
whose job it is to look at your Stripe account and try to make sense of it all. Yeah. And many, many lines of code have been written to try to take in a founder's you know, Stripe account and turn it into a clean monthly recurring revenue number. Yeah. And the, the yeah, the more, you know, the more um, test charges and oops, you know, didn't create a customer for that. Let me create another one. The more of all that going on, the just the harder it is. And I think, um, why does that matter to, why does that matter to the future self maybe is easy to, to say, but I think even for the current self, you know, it's fun right now in the tiny seed Slack channel to be able to share some very early metrics on, you know, number of customers, number of subscriptions and those things. And you know, I think having kind of a, a, a dirty data set from the beginning does, it just does seem to add a lot of gunk yeah. <laughs> to, to the process. I think from my experience with other, um, my own startup and companies I've worked for, it's like where it becomes a problem if when you want to have a very flexible pricing model. So like if you want to have like metered billing and stuff like that, then you kind of need something like charge B or charge E5. And, mm-hmm. and then, so I'm thinking, I wonder how a tool like bare metrics would, like how it would look inside of bare metrics if it's all of a sudden everything is like migrated from Stripe subscriptions to charge B metered billing. But I don't know, maybe that's too early to worry about that. I think for what yeah. I'm building right now, I probably, I think I'll be fine with Stripe subscriptions, but yeah. So I, I signed up for Charge B, and part of it was I happened to know someone that's um, really well acquainted with them and, and recommended highly. So I took a look maybe earlier than I would have naturally. But after implementing it, I can say that it does, it has uh, taken off more of the burden uh, around, you know, that, that billing portal yeah. that we all need. Um, being able to drop in the equivalent of a Stripe checkout link, but it goes to a specific tier, which I've defined in charge B and you can set up discounts, coupon codes, meter billing, seat based billing, you know, all all of that is in charge B, um, which I know you can also create some of that in Stripe for sure. Mm. The, the nice thing is being able to not just get a checkout, um, on the Stripe side, but to have something that says, you know, essentially manage my subscription with SimSAS yeah. and have some people to click that and downgrade, upgrade, cancel, yeah. and do all of those things. That makes um, sense. That felt really good. Yeah. And I think because of the price point that I'm asking for, it felt like I needed to, I want to offer that to my customers sooner because I feel like it's a little bit higher stakes. Um, and, and it also allowed me to skip some of the coding that I would have to do to implement it myself. I do think I will end up implementing my own checkout pages and whatnot in SimSAS, but for now I really like having a, you know, manage my account button that they can click and it gives them all those controls, collects their mailing address and all that good stuff. Yeah. The previous startup I worked for was TimeKit and we actually, we implemented Chargeify mainly so the non-technical CEO and like the customer success people could go in and like change pricing for people and experiment basically on the fly, like try to sell people in different pricing models and just add it in Jogify and it would all just work. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's helped out. Um, I feel like my pricing and, and experimentation on the side has stabilized a little bit in the last few weeks. Yeah. So this was really giving people a place to click, giving those few <laughs> new adopters a place to click and enter their credit card info. Yeah. Um, it's a good feeling. Cool. 
Do you want to jump yeah. to the maker part of this pot? Yeah, why don't you go first? Sure. I think the the main thing I've been making this week is um, I'm doing a lot of refactoring on the product. It's actually quite interesting. It's really meta. Like it's meta in the same way. Like the first time I realized I could use WP Pusher to update WP Pusher, um, <laughs> which is always awesome. Like it's the same way it blows my mind that a C compiler can be written in C. <laughs> that's right um that's but right. yeah so basically the way branch is working today is that it's the whole app is kind of split into two parts so there's a build part and a deployment part and the build part is more like your traditional ci tool where you have these build steps that your app requires so like maybe like fetch some dependencies from you know something like composer if you're using php and run like npm to in compile your webpack stuff and so all that stuff that you can use in in, in any uh, continuous integration tool and then the deployment part was very specific to wordpress where it basically grabs like a zip ball of all your code and then deploys that to a wordpress site because that's how uh, like a theme or plugin works in wordpress it's basically just a zip ball and um that's uh, it's been a problem with that like deployment flow because actually it's it's limited to a very specific use case and I just realized that everyone is like they have their own workflow so I need to build something that's a little bit broader in terms of how you can use it yeah um so I did something pretty cool this week where because over the past few months I've kind of started to realize that everything in branch even deployments need to just be like build steps um, so I just need to basically have all these like predefined steps or templates of, um, you know, like deploy to this host or deploy to this host or deploy with Git or deploy with FTP or whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, so I kind of like started working on that this week. So the first thing I did is I took basically, so like so far it's like 50% of the whole like deployment part of the app. So like 25% of the app. And then tra like I kind of transformed it from PHP code into branch build steps. So basically oh. refactor it into something that branch understands instead, which was kind of cool. So now like I removed a bunch of code. Um, and then it's, so basically now the code is stored in the database, which is kind of weird, but then it makes it way more flexible. And yeah. it'll be easy for me to add like, you know, a hundred other deployment options just as steps in branch. So that was really cool. That's what That's I've great. been like digging into this week. It's been pretty fun. That's nice. And just to remind folks, you are a company of one, correct? Yep. Okay. So, so. I'm both the maker and the manager. That's <laughs> yeah. the fun part Which, about this. <laughs> it, it is. And it, it, it came to mind at the tail end of what you were saying, because doing that kind of work where you say oh this will make it easy to add a hundred other configurations yeah that is even more important when you can't just suddenly you know your goal right now is not to have to hire a bunch of people to do more of those configurations it's no. it's leverages everything yeah and i kind of hit a point where i was like okay i i know like from the all the people i've talked to in the past few months and all the interviews i've done it's like okay i need at least five or ten other ways <laughs> So am I going yep. to implement those and like have them as an official feature that I'm going to kind of shuffle into the branch UI or is it just going to be steps? 
actually like templates that they can just use or add themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. That makes a ton of sense. That sounds like a productive maker week. Yeah. What about you? Um, so this, this week is the, the maker part of me, um, didn't do a lot because I was mostly focused on onboarding, um, these new customers and doing that manually, which is, which is fine. That's the intent right now is to essentially use my own software on their behalf, you know, and knowing full well that I'm going to hit parts that are friction and that if I was not me, I wouldn't be willing to put up with. (laughs) So kind of, um, dog fooding the product, uh, on behalf of these first customers. So the, the maker part of me was mostly focused on, you know, looking at a few bugs, um, fixing those and then implementing, I did implement a small number of changes where, um, right now I'm going out to profit well. And well, up until yesterday, I was going to profit well and pulling in, um, things like, well, profit probably has 24 different uh, KPIs that they track for you. So I was able to pull all those in, but one of the, one of my early adopters, they've got their own set of metrics that they track that they don't track in profit. Well, so, you know, number of, number of seats that they have for their gold version of their product, for example. Um, and so these are, these are KPIs that aren't in profit. Well, and similar to what you had to do, I am trying to make it possible to have arbitrary uh, metrics in SimSAS. So, you know, whatever it is that you're tracking, if you want to be able to create a trend out of those, you can. Nice. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I did end up dogfooding the API this week, posting those custom metrics that are unique to that that business, and then um, prove that it was possible to create trends from those as well. So uh, it, a little bit of an evolution towards... Um, you know, maybe something almost like a, like a segment or just a place where people can post metrics that they, that are influential on their financial model, right? So the, the number of seats they have for the gold version of their product is an important metric that they want to track because maybe that's a leading indicator of, you know, upsells or something. Yeah. Um, get that but, data, man. Get that data, but not, but not everybody has gold seats, right? Um, or licenses. So I needed to be able to somehow take in that data, but not write any custom code. So yeah. um, uh, the fun part about it was I, I wrote that code last night while uh, the kids were swimming in the in the swimming pool at the community center. <laughs> so um, as a company of one, you, you find yourself coding from just about anywhere. Um, so I wrote that code last night. It went really well um, and uh, it worked. So I'm looking forward to doing a demo for that new customer next week. Nice. So the maker part of me didn't do a whole lot, but um, what I did do felt pretty good. That's awesome, man. So the manager was busy? The manager was a lot busier this week. Um, I did a a few things. Um, One of the challenges that I have as a company of one is, you know, realizing that I've been out of the full stack development role for quite a few years. Um, You know, I, I, I am a full stack dev, but there's a lot of things that are new in the web development world that are new to me. Um, and by new, I, maybe I'm saying they came out in 2015, <laughs> but you know, for me, uh, I really was, I was doing enterprise sales and marketing while, you know, angular was, was invented. So I, I really, there's a lot that I don't know, um, in terms of some of the current tooling as well, a developer. A lot of that stuff you don't have to worry about it anymore. So yeah, well, a lot of that's obsolete. So I, I just got to skip it, <laughs> but there's a few things that did endure. Uh, so, I'm, I'm 
working with those tools and I decided that the manager in me was going to uh, look to some external resources. So uh, I did two things. One is I asked um, Tracy, who is the program manager for Tiny Seed, if I could get some time with a technical mentor. Yeah. And I had a 30-minute call yesterday with Derek Reimer. Oh, cool. Yep. And That's I the first Derek Reimer mention on a podcast. That's right. Uh, well-deserved. He uh, spent 30 minutes with me, and I sent him ahead of time a, a list of the, what I called mountains and boulders. So mountains were just technical things that I just feel they're daunting in terms of scope, and I really don't even know how to get my head around them. Like, I do want SimSaaS to be a product-led growth company. And so at some point, I really want to be able to say that, you know, I'm CICD and quality assured and everything works really well. And I don't have to worry about regressions and, and all of that good stuff. Um, just code quality is really important, but you know, right now I'm in MVP stage transitioning to a paid product. And I just feel like that's so daunting, um, that getting his help in saying, what, what, what really should be the milestone I'm aiming for over the next three months, six months, you know, on that front, yeah, um, was really helpful. Oh, that's cool. Um, he also, I, I mentioned some what I call uh, boulders. So these are things where I feel like I understand the scope; it's clear, but it's a heavy lift. Mm. Um, and things like creating a QA environment, um, things like really understanding how to become better at Git. You know, I was uh, I was using Subversion when I last did full stack dev. So, yeah. um, so, you know, there's just a lot of these tools of the trade and, and I will say, you know, short version is, uh, 30 minutes with him was really tremendous in terms of unblocking me on those things. He gave me a lot of good advice, uh, pointers, helped me feel like this stuff isn't as daunting as I was worried. So just kind of calmed my nerves. Yeah. And, uh, he also agreed to be my accountability partner, follow up next week and, and ask, you know, did I make any progress on integration or I mean, sorry, on uh, testing and, and these things. And, um, so that was, that was one thing I did. That's great. Um, yeah, it felt really good. So I used a, I used a mentorship token. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did as a manager was I, um, I chose to raise a very small amount of additional funding. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the tiny seed money, uh, bought me a year of runway. Uh, but it bought me just a year of runway. And I think since I've started, which has been a couple months now, I've realized that, you know, it would be really nice to have just a little bit more money to be able to hire, you know, a contract dev for a month to work on some of this kind of stuff we're talking about or a designer or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, I just realized that would be helpful. So there's a, uh, there's an angel investor that I know from my previous company and, uh, he has a really strong vision for the product as well. And he, he really gets it. Um, so it wasn't really just about the money. It was more about, you know, he loves the product. Um, he loves where it's going. He has a lot of ideas about how uh, he himself could use it, you know, and he was willing to invest. Um, so I did that this week, closed that, uh, That's the wire exciting, transfer man. is in. <laughs> yeah. I thanks. Think, I think it makes a lot of sense because you seem yeah, to just, have, you seem to have a good momentum now and like, Get as much done as you can in a year because you never know when you have momentum. Yeah. And it was a very small price to pay. I mean, the, the, the you know, very, very tiny amount of dilution we're talking about here, but, but, you know, that extra money, um, is going to allow me to do those things without worrying about it. And, you know, I really didn't want to sacrifice 
runway in a, in a weak scenario mm. to be able to, you know, get the product to push along. And I agree with you, you know, that there's a, there's a saying that came to mind when I was considering that, which was, you know, when you don't need the money, take the money. Yeah. Um, because you'll get it on the best terms and you'll get it when you need, when you'll have it for later when you need it. Yeah. Um, so, so I felt good about that. Um, and although I don't plan to raise a lot of capital for this, it felt like good, you know, a good use of, uh, this and I'm, I'm really excited to have him on board. He's, um, you know, we're going to talk again next month, and I think it'll really help me uh, accelerate the business. So nice, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. So that that's me. What about you on the on the manager side? Well, I think the most exciting things, like in terms of the manager schedule, is probably the emails I sent today because I've been doing a lot of preparation for the conferences I have next week. So yeah. one is the WordCamp Europe, which is. 3,000 WordPress developers meeting up in Berlin, which is kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, and I have a bunch of like parties and events and stuff I want to go to. And now I have a bunch of people to meet up with as well. And uh, one of the things I wrote in the email, I wrote two emails, one for the branch launch list and then one for WP Pusher users. And the one about branch, I wrote that I would love to have someone sign up for trial in person. Um, so basically like, give them their invite. Um, so I think that could be fun experience to like see someone in, in person struggle (laughs) to sign up for branch. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean just to sign, well, even just to go through that flow of signing up. Yeah. Sign up and like see if they're completely lost when they get into the app. Um, Yeah. How engaged or disengaged are they by the time they get to the screen where you really want them to hit that button? Exactly. So that's probably the most exciting thing. Um, I just checked my stats actually before our call and I realized I got a few requests for invites after the tiny seed announcement last week. So that was pretty exciting as well. So I have some, nice. some manager stuff next week. I always try to get people to, when they saw, sign up for my kind of early access list, I sent them a Google form with a few questions. Just basically I, I asked them where they like who they work for and if it's like or if it is an agency or freelancer or whatever they and if mm-hmm. it's an agency who they work for um so i can because a lot of people sign up with a gmail and then you just like uh i don't know who they are but then you realize it's like one of the world's largest wordpress agencies and it's kind of nice <laughs> to know before you start talking to them never underestimate a person by their email address that they put into a form no exactly um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can disqualify people if it turns out they don't have a professional email address, but um, I, yeah, that's that's a good call. It yeah, really I, and I do the same thing. I, I send a Google Form link when people request early access to SimSass, and you, you learn a lot that way. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the most exciting things that happened. Um, cool. I don't think we'll have time for the war stories this time, but uh, next time, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we should have some good ones. You, you've got some good digital nomad stories, which I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about the time you met the president. I, I can I can do that. I, I assume. <laughs> All right, it, Peter. It's the American president, or the it, the it, it was States it was the forty fourth American president. Oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no politics. No, never, never, never. Cool, man. All right, Peter. Take care. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Have a good one. Uh, You too. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.